0: Morning. First, or the Old Testament reading this morning is from Isaiah chapter 61, verses 1 to 6, which is found on page 517 of the Pew Bibles. Or if, like me, you're reading from the large print, it's found on page uh, 1159. It's reading from Isaiah 61, starting at verse 1. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me, because the Lord anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives, and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour, and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, and provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow upon them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of Instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendour. They will rebuild the ancient ruins and restore the places long devastated. They will renew the ruined cities that have been devastated for generations. Strangers will shepherd your flocks, foreigners will work your fields and vineyards, and you will be called priests of the Lord. And you will be named ministers of our God. You will be you will feed on the wealth of nations, and in their riches you will boast.
1: The New Testament reading is taken from uh, One Peter chapter two, verse one to ten. In the pew Bibles in the pockets in front of your seat. It's on page 848. If you have a large print Bible, it's on page 1,888. So it's 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 1 to 10. Therefore, rid yourselves of all malice and all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander of every kind. Like newborn babes crave pure spiritual milk, So that by it you may grow up in your salvation, now that you have trusted and tasted that the Lord is good. As you come to him, the living stone, rejected by humans but chosen by God and precious to him, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God. and the stone that causes people to stumble, and a rock that makes them fall. They stumble because they disobey the message, which is also what they were destined for. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you have not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. This is the word of the Lord.
2: Well, if you'd like to keep that passage open, um, some of you would have been offered a, an outline of the talk as you came in, uh, a little A5 sheet of paper. Um, sometimes it's helpful to have those there so you can see how long it is till the end, that kind of thing. Um, but also good if you're going to write down any questions you might have or thoughts you might have as we go through. I'm going to pray for us and ask that God would speak um, through me um, so that we might know him better. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for uh, the chance to come together like this as your people uh, to hear you speak. Uh, Father, we thank you for the privilege it is uh, to read your word. We pray for our Christian brothers and sisters who aren't able to do that across the world today. Uh, But Lord, we pray that you would help us to make the most of the opportunity we have. Uh, Help us to have hearts and minds that are open and ready to respond to your message. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, the church has come into a bit of a battering over the last couple of years, hasn't it? Um, and I, I guess um, it has to be said, it's, it's, um, it's pretty much self-inflicted, really, when you think about it. Some of the things that, that has happened in the church um, has been, uh, well, it's been terrible, hasn't it? Um, We've, we've seen things like, of course, there's the, uh, the Royal Commission, the child abuse scandals, there's, there have been financial improprieties, there's been bullying, elitism, um, misogyny sometimes, um, even uh, legitimising domestic violence, um, things like that have been happening uh, in amongst the church. Um, and it's tragic. It's no surprise, really, that you know, in the past people looked at the church and they, they held it in some kind of high regard, some kind of respect, I guess. Uh, but now... Um, a lot of people view the church with cynicism. And you may have even come here this morning with that kind of idea, that kind of attitude. Um, What's perhaps even more surprising than that um, is that even some Christians, not only has the world turned its back on the church, but even some Christians are saying to do that, Um, or at least on the institutional church. Um, Maybe it's to do with past hurts that they've experienced um, maybe they just don't like the way church is doing things nowadays. Um, but there are some people, some Christians actually starting little house churches, those kind of things, moving away from um, a church like this. Um, and with all those things in mind, you may ask the people who have brought their children to be baptised this morning, why on earth would you want to be associated with a building like this, with an organisation like this? Why would you want to have anything to do with the church? The world is so negative about the church. Why on earth would anyone want to have anything to do with it? Well, we should run, maybe we should run away from it rather than run into it. Um, I mean, wonder what you think of when you hear the word church. What emotions or what images come to your mind when you think of church and what it is? Um, are they positive? Are they negative? Are they, are they cynical? or are they, are they hopeful? Today we're going to be thinking a little bit about what it means to be church and what the church should be all about. But before we actually start thinking about the church, we actually need to start thinking about something else, or rather someone else. We're going to be thinking, first of all, about who Jesus is. So in the passage that we had that uh, was just read to us from 1 Peter chapter 2, uh, Peter, one of Jesus' friends, talks about Jesus. And this is what he says to him, says about him. As you come to him, the living stone, rejected by humans, but chosen by God and precious to him, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house, be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For in the Scriptures it says, "See, I lay a stone in Zion, a chosen and precious cornerstone, and the one who trusts in Him will never be put to shame." He describes Him as a living stone or a precious cornerstone. Now, I've done a little bit of building in my in my time, not a lot, really. One of the things I, I've built, I've built a couple of decks. Um, most of which are still standing. Um, I haven't built anything much bigger than that. Um, But one of the things I do know, I don't know a lot about building it, one of the things I do know is is it's important to have a really good foundation. If when you build a deck you don't have a good foundation, you end up with something that looks like this. Um, It might stand for a little while, but then as soon as somebody jumps on it, um, it'll collapse. If you build a house that hasn't got firm foundations, uh, then it might end up looking like this. Um, sure, it might stand for a while, but uh, in the end, is there any movement underneath? The building will fall. If you build a 50 story um, apartment building without firm foundations, it might end up looking a bit like this. Um, uh, this is a, a building in China that just, just fell down because they didn't have very good foundations. Foundations are vital, they're really important, and it's really vital when you build your building to make sure that they're the first things that are set in concrete, literally. Um, and the same thing is true of the church. For the church, Jesus is the foundation. Churches are not a social organisation. They're not a, um, a group of do-gooders who've got nothing better to do on a Sunday morning. They're a group of people who are gathered around Jesus, who were built around Jesus. When we be- became Christians, it was Jesus who saved us. He is the one who died, he said in verse 6, so that we will not be put to shame. We will not be, uh, we will not be judged. He is precious to us, and anything that the church does is built on him. In fact, any group of people who call themselves Christians who don't build their, their group on Jesus are not building a church. Whatever it is they're doing, they're not building a church if it's not founded on Jesus. I mean, people, people show allegiances to all sorts of funny things, uh, to denominations, to buildings, to service times. But, in the end, our one and only allegiance is to Jesus, and so, for those of us who are Christians here this morning, that he is your he is your Lord, he is your cornerstone, and we are like living stones being built on top of him. when uh, we welcomed Matthew and Harvey into the church we we brought them into a building that is being built on Jesus. we prayed that Their lives will be built on him. And so the the parents and godparents said, they promised, I turn to Christ on behalf of the two boys. We want them to realise that their lives need to be founded on him and built on top of him. Those who trust and believe him, we're told, uh, will have eternal life. Those who turn their backs on him, the, the foundation, instead of being a foundation for their lives, will actually be the thing that falls on them. And so the first question I want to ask us this morning as we think about the church is, what is your life founded on? People found their lives on all sorts of things. Um, some people want to found their lives on popularity. They build their life on popularity um, so that people will know them, so that people will like them is, the, is the, one of the, the greatest terms at the moment. People will love to have lots of likes to their, to their Instagram posts or whatever it might be. Um, people will build their... Uh, their lives on wealth or wealth creation and so they spend their lives they spend the bulk of their lives at work trying to build their wealth Uh, some people like to build their lives on their health Um, and so there's incredible craze everybody does ultra things nowadays they don't just do normal exercise they do ultra exercise or uh, extreme exercise and so you don't just run a marathon you run an ultra marathon Um, those kind of things you do uh, ultra triathlons all those kinds of things um, and Or people will build their life on a relationship. But the problem with building your lives on these things is they can all fall. I mean, just ask Rebecca Black, who some of you all have heard of. Um, she sang a song on Instagram, on uh, YouTube a couple of years ago called It's Friday. Um, and she became very, very famous for at least 15 minutes. And now nobody knows who she is. Um, for those who uh, who have their lives built on wealth, remember back to nineteen eighty seven. Was it nineteen eighty seven? The the, uh, the GFC uh, when things all started. No, not nineteen eighty seven. When was it? Two thousand and seven. Two thousand and seven. Sorry, my life just seems to have just gone past it in a blink of an eye. Um, oh, whatever. <laughs> Two thousand and seven. Uh, you might remember 1987 was a terrible year as well. But 2007, the GFC, uh, look at how the things that were built up suddenly just disappeared. Uh, for those who, you, uh, who build your life on, on health, look at somebody like uh, Muhammad Ali, who's, who was one of the greatest specimens, the greatest in all the earth at one point. But as his life, came to, as his life went on, um, his body just became shriveled. Uh, his health was taken away. So easily It gets taken away. And for those of us who build our lives on our relationships, well, we know how, how almost every, half of all marriages end in divorce. And for those who, who just live together, the, the statistics are even worse. Relationships don't last. When we build our lives on these things, when we think of these things, health or, or, or fame or, um, or money or whatever it might be, or even relationships, if, we've, if we found our lives on those things... Well, we're setting ourselves up for a fall because all those things will be taken away from us at some point or another. The only firm foundation that we can build our lives on is Jesus because nothing can take him away. Nothing can take away the promises he made, which is why baptism is such an exciting thing to do because we are founding our hope for, the, for, the, for Matthew and Harvey um, not on, on us but on Jesus, on his promises and his promises can never be taken away. So the first thing when we think about the church, before we even think about church, to understand it properly, we need to understand Jesus. So if that's who Jesus is, if he's foundational, what does that mean about us? Who do we? Who are we? So who are we? Well, Peter says the first of all that we are people who belong to God. We are His treasure possession. In verse nine, he says, "You are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's pr- special." Possession, or God's treasured possession. That is who we are. We are people who are loved by uh, and treasured by God. We're so treasured, we're so loved that God sent his son to die for us. Once we were his enemies, we'd set ourselves up as his enemies. Once we had not received mercy, he says, but now we have received mercy. Forgiveness has come to us. And so now no longer do we have to live our lives uh, in guilt. It's a funny thing. So many people in churches or so see church as a place where you go to feel guilty. Right? You go to church and the minister, like me, is going to stand up the front and make you feel guilty because you're a bad, bad person. Which is such a, an irony because one of the things about church is it should be a place where we, feel we receive God's mercy. We receive his forgiveness. And so instead of um, guilt, we should, receive, we should experience freedom and joy and thankfulness. Because that's who we are, we are God's holy and forgiven people we belong to him and for those of us who are members of our church or regular members of this church you'll be aware that we're leaving at the end of the year or close to the end of the year um, but it's important to remember this church is not my church um, as if I am the person who this church revolves around um, this church will continue long after i'm dead and buried and so even though um, there'll be interesting challenges for for the, for our church as we think about the future, um, our church is not about us. And so I would encourage you, if you're feeling sad or whatever it might be, or however you're feeling, to put your hope in God at this point in time. Because you are God's people. You are God's building. And you are precious to him. You are treasured by him. And he will continue to build this church um, long after we've gone. So we are people who belong to God, but we also know we're a people, We're not a group of chosen persons. We are not individuals. There's no Robinson Crusoe Christians. Uh, Instead, we are a family. We are a group of people. Our world, particularly the Western world, is so focused on the individual. It's on about about what's best for me and how can I get ahead and how can I be satisfied. Um, Our world tells you that the most important person in the world is you, However, that's not what's like in the church. The church is not meant to, well, being a Christian is not meant to be a place of, of individuals. Yes, we're individuals, of course. We're different. And so we're not. God doesn't want to try and knock off all our differences. He loves those differences. He's created them, in fact. But he has brought us into a community, into a family. And one of the most beautiful things about this church, and the thing I've loved about this church uh, for the last 16 years we've been here, um, is that community, is that love that is here, that is real, it's not just um, spoken, it's lived out in the way people care for um, and support each other in good times and in bad times. It's one of the reasons um, our little logo says St Peter's is the, uh, the place for community. If you want to come and find community, if you want to feel, find a family, if you want to find acceptance, this is the place to come. As I say, our world is so caught up on the individual, but yet there's still this hunger to be loved and accepted? Why else do people want to have likes on their Instagram posts, those kinds of things? Why else are people so interested in in how many people are their friends on Facebook? It's because they're looking for people to accept them. But of course the problem with that is it's, it's only very surface. There's no real acceptance. There's no real knowledge of who people are. That is what the church is about. The church is a place that is founded on Jesus, but it is a community of people. They're there for one another. Our church motto is <coughs> upward and inward and outward in Christ. We, we exist to love God, but also to love each other. This is, a church should always be a place of love. No one is excluded here. In the church, you can have people with Wallabies jerseys and with All Blacks jerseys sitting next to each other. There's a bit of revenge going on there from last week. Um, It's a place where no one is excluded, even all black supporters. It's great to have you here. So who are we? We are people who are precious to God. Uh, We are part of God's family now. But why do we exist? Why are we here? Well, we're not just here um, for our our own benefit. Although we do get great benefit from being in God's church, we exist for something much greater, something much bigger. Uh, In verse 9, let me read to you. You're a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession. Why? Why? so that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his wonderful light. In verse 12 he puts it this way, live such good lives amongst the pagans that although they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us. Our church exists to glorify God, to point people to him. We're a bit like baptism in that way. We are signposts. We are a signpost that that points people to Jesus. Uh, which is something we do in a couple of different ways. We do it uh, by being, he describes a royal priesthood. Now, that's, that sounds like a funny thing. We've all got to get dressed up in, in funny dresses uh, and parade around in, in, uh, in, our, in those dresses. No, a royal priest is talking about people who are, are like intermediaries. In the Old Testament, the, inter, the priesthood were the people that, some, someone would come to the priest so that if they wanted to go to God. It was like their, the middleman. Um, and so when God spoke, he spoke through the priests to the people. And so uh, that's, what, that's our job for our world. We are to be priests to the world. And so the church is not a, an insular organis- organisation that's just focused on caring for itself. No, a church should always be outward looking, caring for and bringing God's love to the world, which is the last part of our church motto, bringing God's love to the world for the glory of God. That is what we do. We bring the good news about Jesus to our world. The second thing we do is that we are a holy nation. Uh, we are a group of people that have been set apart. The word holy just means to be set apart, not in, a, in an elitist kind of way, but in a, th- in a way that, that makes us different, that he calls us to live different lives, which is why the first couple of verses of this, um, of this chapter uh, give us the kind of, kind of picture of of what we should be like. We need to get rid of all malice and all deceit, hypocrisy, envy and slander of every kind. And so we need to turn our back on those things. And so when um, the parents and godparents promises to turn their back on evil, they turn their back on those kinds of things. The thing is, those, those qualities that, that see, I want to get what's coming to me, no matter what it costs for anyone else is turn your back on those kind of things, chasing after things for yourself. But he says, like newborn babes craves pure spiritual milk so that you might grow up in your salvation. That spiritual milk is the message of God, the word of God. And so part of being a holy nation means being different, setting ourselves apart by turning our back on things that, uh, that the world is living but also by, by following the words of our, words of our Lord Jesus, uh, clinging to his words and growing, growing with them. So today, today we'll be thinking about the church. What is the church? Well, it's nothing to do with a building. It's not a social, it's not a political organisation. Our Church is, is a collection of people that are built on Jesus. That is what we are. And you can be a church with 50 people. You can be a church with 5,000 people. Uh, no one, no, none of those churches is more church than the other doesn't matter how big we are. um, We are a community that's built on Jesus. That is what is important. He is our foundation. And as such, we become precious to him. Uh, And he gives us a job to go into our world and bring glory to him. So this day, as we think uh, and we celebrate um, not just the birth of Harvey and Matthew, but also we welcome them into this community, we pray for them and for ourselves that as they grow... They may, be, they may become living stones in this building, that they might bring glory to God by the way that they live, that they might be part of the community here, that we might be able to support them, and that in time they will be able to support our church and build it up and point more and more people to Jesus. Let me pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we do thank you for the privilege it is to be part of your family. We thank you for welcoming us in. We thank you that uh, you showed your great love for us by sending Jesus to bring us into your family. And so now, Lord, as part of your church, as part of your treasure, treasure possession, we pray, Lord, that you would help us to do what we are made to do. Help us to glorify you in everything that we do. Help us not to fear the, th- fear the things of this world, fear um, the changes that are happening in our church. Lord, we pray that we might instead trust in you. And that as as we do we go about our business as a church that we might always glorify you and point people to you for we ask it in Jesus name. Amen.